I want to uh, speak to you this morning on the subject, do it again. Do it again. Can we say that together? Do it again. I know that Isaiah said that he's doing a new thing and sometimes we don't even know it. But in my time of processing and thinking and prayer, there are some things I would like to see God do again. He's done it before, but I'd just like to see him do it again. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so this morning for a few moments, I want to share from that thought with you and just give you a few scriptures here as we begin today. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 6, the Bible says there, For I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. In James chapter 1 and verse 17, it said, Every good and every perfect gift comes from the Father above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Numbers tells us in chapter 23 and verse 19 that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He hath said it, and it shall he not do it. He hath spoken, and shall it not be made good. Amen. And so these scriptures indicate to us and share with us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That he is the same God that he was with Moses, he was with Joshua. The same God that he was with Joshua, he was the same God to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He is the same God to you and I. He changes not. And it is my belief and my opinion that when God starts a thing in the earth, he never stops that process. If in other words, what I'm saying is if he saved one person in the earth, he will always save mankind. If he ever healed a person, he will continue healing people. Let me say it this way. He, he created the sun one time and the sun is still shining today he created a moon by night and and it's still shining as he created it to do he created grass one time and it multiplies after its own kind and continues to grow and so some people believe that god is like a genie in a bottle and all you get is two or three good chances Wishes, And you've got to pick them wisely because if you don't pick them wisely, then you, you might just be left out because there's not going to be any power left. Other people look and treat God as though he's a vending machine where you just put a few quarters in and, and, and you've got to keep on pushing until you get what you want out of the machine. Yet others look at God as though he can handle the little problems, but he can't really deal with the big things. Amen. 
Now, none of us would say that God is a God that can only handle the little things, but not by our words, but by our actions, we prove that is what our real heart is. Because all we ever take him is the little things, and we choose to have a nervous breakdown over the big things. But we have to know that if he done it before, he will do it again. If he done it for one person, he will do it for you. Some people think that they act like God is weak and he's anemic and he is just such a small God that we can just only take him what we could take another human being or another person. But I want to tell you today that his arms are not short. His ears are not deaf. Amen. He is not slack concerning his promises. What he said he would do, he will surely do. Amen. His love is far reaching. His power has not dried up. His words are still true. And when we need him, he will be there and he will do it again. Amen. He's not a vending machine. He's not a genie in a bottle, but he is God Almighty and he is God all by himself and he has not changed. His power has not been limited. He is the God of this universe. Praise God and when we call upon his name his creative power when he speaks a word will still cause things to come to life. Glory to God. All we have to do is call upon him and believe that he will do it again. Amen. You believe it, give him some praise today here in the bible we find that as i was thinking over these things how that scripturally he has done things again when we look into the bible we find that he provided oil more than once aren't you thankful for that in 1 Kings chapter 17, there was a widow woman who was uh, afraid for her life. And, and she said that I'm going to make a little cake and then I'm going to eat it and then I'm going to die. You remember this story? 1 Kings chapter 17, she said, I have enough for, to make a little cake for my son and myself and then we're going to die. But the Bible said that, that the prophet comes and activates the little faith that she has left. Aren't you thankful that every once in a while God will send someone to challenge your faith? That he will speak into your life and stir up. It may feel like that you just have a little left. It may feel like that you've just got enough and you're about to die. But God will send a word into your life to stir up that faith on the inside of you. Now it would look from the outside and I'm sure if CNN or Fox News was to report this story they would talk about how self-centered the preacher was they would talk about how that he was trying to get the last little bit that this poor little lady had <laughs> amen but the reality of it was is he was not trying to get something from her he was trying to get something to her amen and so he pulls on her and makes a demand for faith in her 
her life because the reality is is all she has is a handful of meal and a little oil and they're about ready to die but when faith was activated in her heart something supernatural began to take place amen and we see that this man of God said bake me a cake first and if you'll be obedient to the word of the Lord then you'll see that your life has been changed and I'm thankful today that in times in our life when it looks like that everything is gone when it looks like that circumstances around about us seem like that we are about at our wits end that God will send a word amen how many know one word from God can change your whole life amen it's true he sent a one word from a man of God and said bake me a cake first and in act of faith it opened up the supernatural in her life where the oil never ran dry the meal barrel never came empty I want to tell you today that if God did it for her he can do it for you today amen you see it wasn't the only time that he did it because in 2nd Kings chapter 4 we find that there is another widow woman her husband it seemed like that theologian said that he had taken out a, a loan so that he could feed the prophets they were hiding in a uh, in a, a place and trying to secure them so the enemy would not kill them and he was feeding them and taking care of them but he dies in the middle of this thing and we see how that God told sent a word to her and said I want you to go get vessels empty vessels get everything you can go to your neighbors go wherever you can and bring as many as you can you know the story how that when she got everything that her faith would believe for everything that she could find they brought it and they took that oil that cruise that was in her house notice it was what she already had that God used for her miracle I believe today that we're so busy looking to personalities and looking here and looking there to other people but really the reality of it is is your miracle is within reach what God wants to use to bring about his power in your life is within reach in your life and all you have to do is activate that kind of faith this is what that woman did she went and borrowed everything that she could find but then they took what was already in her house and began to pour it out every once in a while God will require for us to pour out what we already have so that increase will come and we'll be faithful in pouring it out he will be faithful in filling us up glory to God and so we see that it wasn't just this one time that Jesus or God did this miracle but he does it once but now he does it again he does it again in a different way for another person amen they said go borrow vessels not a few but borrow everything you can find and God was faithful when the last vessel came to fill up there was still oil in the cruise amen not only did she pay back the debt but as you read that story it was her retirement plan her and her sons lived the rest of the life off of that oil glory to God amen you see now what I want you to see today is that God did it once for the widow of Zarephath but God does it again for the widow at Bethel 
And if you have a need today, if God did it for them, then he's still the same God today as he was at Zarephath and Bethel. He is still the same today to supply every need. He, he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. The wealth that is in the world, amen, in the earth belongs to God. All the gold, all the silver belongs to God. He's not a bankrupt God. We just need to call on him and say, God, do it again. Amen. We see that he was faithful to work miracles in parting the water of the seas. In Exodus chapter 14, we find him parting the Red Sea for Moses. When Moses stretched forth his rod out over the water, the Bible says that it rolled the waters back. They divided and there was millions of people walked across on dry ground. But we see that that's not the only time that he did it because then we see in Joshua chapter 3 that Joshua goes over to the Red Sea and when the when the priests put their foot into the water the bible said the waters rolled back amen they stood up in a heap the bible said and the children of god walked across on dry ground amen god parted the waters once by moses sticking his rod out I talked to you a few months ago about the rod. The rod represented the faithfulness of God. It represented the, the testimony. It represented not only the testimony of the person who was God. Many times I was most how cherished the from grandfather to father to son. showing the testimony of God's faithfulness to generation after generation and saying, God, you've done it for them and I want you to do it again for me. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we go and we see that Joshua does the same thing. He goes and he needs the waters to be parted. And we see that he goes there and as the priests put their feet into the water, the waters begin to part and they're able to cross over onto dry ground. God's part of the waters splitting the waters of the Red Sea for the children of Israel and then he parts the waters of the Jordan and then we see that Elijah comes along and he has an anointing on his life and he takes that anointing and he smoked the water and said where is the Lord God of Elijah and we see that that same God parted the waters for them yet again what are you saying I'm telling you that he's the same yesterday today and forever We've got to activate the faith that God has given us. We've got to put into motion in this year. You see, I'm believing God that the season that we're in, I'm believing and I'll talk to you more about it later, but I believe the time that we're in strategically is a open window for the kingdom of God in America. And it's up to us what we do with this in the next few years as to where, how this, all this thing is going to turn out. And I don't want to waste my time going around holding the fort don't want to waste my time manipulating the and having parades of the flesh I want to see God do it again I want to see the miracle working power of God amen amen there's an assignment there's a mandate and thank God for however people want to do church let them do church I'm not against nobody and mad at no one but I know the mandate that is 
on my life. And it isn't to cook cookies and bake, make coffee. It's to bring down the kingdom of God into the earth and see the miraculous and the supernatural and the power of God that'll set the captive free, bring those who are oppressed out of oppression, bring joy for sorrow and dancing for mourning. Praise God. You see, I believe that we've still got a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all. I still believe that God can, if he done it once, he can do it again. He can part the Red Sea. He can heal us and he can make us whole. He can give us the oil, praise God, of joy. If we believe in him and call on him, activate our faith, he will do it again. See, Elijah did it, Elisha did it, and God can do it for us. That was weak, but I'll take the one. If you are in a place in your life, you see, you don't need God to. Some people said, well, why don't we see miracles today? And why don't we see this and that and the other in, in America? And But, you know, there's a, many different reasons, I think, for that, but... First and foremost is if you don't need a miracle, then there's no use for God to do one. But whenever you're in a place where you can't go forward and you can't go backward (laughs) and you can't go to the right and your enemy is on the left and there's no way out, I believe God can still part the waters of the Red Sea and take you to the other side. Amen. God is still able and still will do it again for you and I because you see somehow and 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 I don't want well I'm just going to do it somehow you know we've got this big idea that the people of the Bible are so much more God loved them more than he loves us like they're so super duper whooper huh they're just super duper no 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 The, the Bible said they were just like you and I huh Elijah was a man of compassion just like you and I were. But you see, the reality of it is, is we read these stories and it sounds good for these stories, but have you seen him part the Red Sea? Have you seen him provide oil, if you will, in your life? Because you see, if he's done it for you, then nobody can talk you out of it. But if all it is is just a story in the Bible, then then somebody can come and talk you out of, well, maybe that is just, it, it, you know, it sounds good, but it's really not true. It sounds good, and it was good for Jesus' time, but that kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore. But I want to tell you that what he has put into Scripture is for you and I to produce a faith in us that would say if he did it for them, he'll do it for us. If he did it for them, he'll do it again. Amen. We see here that when a, a, in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 20, or excuse me, Genesis 5 and verse 24, that Enoch walked with the Lord and he was not, for God took him. Enoch and God took a walk one afternoon. And God said, you're closer to my house than yours. Won't you just come spend the night? And he was not. 
Because a thousand years, this is a day, and a day is a thousand years with the Lord. He's gone. He's raptured, right? Nobody knows. Well, I'll tell you, he was. He was raptured. God took him, and he was not. But in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 11, the Bible said, And it came to pass as they went on and walked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted uh, them asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. God did it for Enoch. And then he does it again for Elijah. Hallelujah. God did it once, but he did it again. I want to say to you today that I don't believe this, 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 this talk about the church going out in a whisper. I believe that all of us should go out in a whirlwind. That our race should not be just winding down, it should be winding up. Amen, because you see, the reality of it is he did it for Enoch and he did it for Elijah. And I know some people have given up on it, but he's going to do it again for the church. I said he's going to do it again for the church. For First Thessalonians said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with him in the clouds of glory forever. Hallelujah. There is a resurrection. There is an ascension. There is a rapture that will take place glory to God it's happened before but it's about to happen again amen and the kingdom of God and the church of the body of Christ is going to rise up out of this place there is going to be a vacuum and an absence I know that the world looks wicked I know that the world is in a mess and some people say all kinds of different things about where we are and I know that writing books and telling stories about end time fills preachers pockets but I want to tell you that this last day church is not going out silently but we're going to be found doing the signs and wonders of the apostle we're going to heal the sick we're going to raise the dead we're going to set the captive free we're going to spread good news from one side of this nation to the other but why how do you believe that why do you because God's not coming back for a dead church he's not coming back for a weak and anemic church he's not coming back for anything less than what he left glory to God when he left this church they were doing signs and wonders when he left this church they were parting waters when he left this church they were doing the miraculous and I want to tell you that whenever God does a thing he doesn't accept anything less than what he began in fact he said the end of a thing is always better than the beginning of a thing amen the latter house will be greater than the former house he's going to show his glory and his power in this last day and guess what he's going to do it through you and through I he is going to do it again the Bible said in the day of Pentecost was fully come they were in one place in one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting with cloven tongues of fire and it set upon all of them 
And the Bible said that there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire, and it set on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability, the utterance. Thank God for Pentecost. Thank God for the day I told you over and over the greatest gift that God ever gave the world was salvation. But the greatest gift he ever gave the church was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the power. It's the fire of God. It's the ability, amen, that goes beyond your natural ability to do the supernatural, amen. What you cannot imagine or fathom in your own mind or your own flesh, the Holy Spirit will empower you. I know a lot of people get caught up on tongues or speaking in tongues, all of that. Do I have to? No, you get to, amen. But don't get tied up with the tongues. Know that he, that what it brings is the power of God to manifest in your life and do signs and wonders and miracles but he didn't just do it for the disciples on the day of Pentecost but in Acts chapter 10 the Bible said while they spake the word I mean no while the word's going forth you can receive a thing we, we love we, we Pentecostals love altar calls and it's wonderful but I want to tell you while the word is going forth healing was flow through your body while the word is going forth, God can give you direction and wisdom. While the word is going forth, God can bring answers to questions. Come on, somebody. While the word is going forth, while the word was going forth, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them which heard the word. How many know you can be in a place where the word is being spoken and not hear it? But all that heard the word the Holy Ghost fell on them and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. That's what I want him to do again. I want him to astonish us. I don't know about any of the rest of you, but I, 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 I'm already finished with parades of the flesh and manipulation of men. I'm sick of it. I want God to astonish us. I want God, I, I know that you ought to be able to give an account and a reason for your joy and all that, but I want to see God do things that, that when people ask you, how did that happen? You, you can't explain it. Just be astonished at the all and the awesomeness of our God that comes into a moment, a Kairos moment, and speaks into our life and in that moment we are radically changed by the power of his word amen, amen. they came and peter and he said because that on the gentiles also was poured out the gift of the holy ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify god right so he did it not only in acts 2 but he did it in acts 10 right but then he also does it in Acts 19. And when Paul had laid hands on them, and, and I'll, I'll just throw this in here for a footnote, that in Acts chapter 19, many, some of these people were the same people who were on, in, there on Pentecost in the upper room. So it tells me that, they, that, that it is possible for you to need another infusion. It is possible at times for you to need a refilling, right? And when Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. 
God poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost to 120. And then he pours it out again at Cornelius' house. And then he does it again as his disciples of John at Ephesus. And so what I'm trying to tell you is this, is if he did it once, he will do it again. And what I believe that we need today is more than anything else, uh, perhaps, I know that everybody's life is different, but I believe as a body of Christ as whole, as what we need is a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our lives and upon our church and upon our ministry, where that we don't waver, where that we don't give in, where we don't cower down, but we stand firm in love and we tell the goodness of God and the power of God that'll change your life and change it for real and change it forever. Amen. Praise God. And so what I'm saying today is that I believe in God to do it again right here in Hurricane, West Virginia. Amen. That there be an outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Praise God. And you say, you know, people sometimes get caught up on the method of God. Amen. I'm not saying I want God to do what he did in 1960 the same way he did it then. Thank God that worked then. Amen. I'm not even saying that I want God to do it the way he did it in 1980. Because the 80s was wonderful for the body of Christ for a while here in America. Amen. There was a great revival for a season in the 80s. But that's the last great move of God that we've seen. But I believe he's going to do it again. You see, I'm not caught up on the method. I just want him to do it again. I want to see the miraculous. I want to see the power of God. I want to see the Holy Spirit so infuse us that we really make a change to where that if we were not in this region, people would know we're not here. Amen. That if we are gone, our absence creates a vacuum that is hard to fill. Amen. If he's done it once, he'll do it again. But it doesn't mean he's going to do it the way he did it before. Huh? I mean, let's just look at it. He, 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 poured, he gave oil on two different occasions that we read about, but both of them were different. He parted the waters different three different ways we looked at this morning all three of them were different whenever he he uh, healed the sick he did it differently one man was blind and he takes clay and makes a clay ball and sticks it in his eye and says go wash and he sees another man is blind and he doesn't get the clay ball He doesn't get the go wash story. All he hears is and spit in his eye. Right? Y'all remember that, huh? But both of them came up seeing. Both of them received sight. And in this moment, in this season, we've got to get caught up on the how. We've just got to get caught up on the do it again. Do it again in my life so that another generation will see the goodness of God.
Heal the sick, amen. Bless us financially. Bring those who are in trouble into a saving knowledge of Christ. In the midst of a crisis situation, be the way maker for us. Amen. In the midst of the storm, be the shelter in the middle of the storm. What are you saying? I'm telling you today that it doesn't matter how he does it, but I want to see the miraculous. I want to see the supernatural. I want to see the power of God on display where that men will see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Amen. In a society, in a culture that is so given to all of this, these religions in the world, there's a Jesus that needs to stand up in the middle of it. Amen. He's not coming back to the earth. You are Jesus in the earth. Did you hear me? I said you are Jesus in the earth. You're his mouthpiece. You're his hands. You're his instrument. You're his feet. And we need to say, God, do it again. We know Jesus has already come. We know he's already done all he's going to do. But we're still here in the earth. We're still your voice. We're still your hands. And we say, God, do it through us. Do it again. Heal the sick. Set the captive free. Deliver the oppressed. Bring joy in the midst of mourning again. And allow it to happen through us. Hallelujah. Do it again. And that's my prayer in this year is for God to do it again. God never does anything less than. He always does something greater than. Can I show you that and then we'll quit? That woman, the Shunammite woman needed bread. She needed oil. The Bible said that he, that she obeyed the prophet of God, the word of the Lord. And her oil didn't run over, but neither did it ever run out. She needed food. And so she went to the mill barrel, and every time she went to the mill barrel, it wasn't running over, but it never ran out. That was the first time he did it. But the next time he did it, the need was different. And this time... The cruise of oil was poured into empty vessels and kept on pouring. It was increased. It was not added to, it was multiplied. Amen. And whenever God does a thing, he releases it. As I said, the end of a thing is always better than the beginning of a thing. And when God releases something, it's the least amount of whatever it is that he releases. It's the least of it you'll ever see. Amen. He released on the day of Pentecost the Holy Ghost. Amen. And 3,000 were added to the church the next day. Right? Are you walking with me? But the next day, Peter said, I think I'll do that again. And how many were added? 5,000. Prior to this time, there was no great expansion of the church. But now there was multiplication of the church because the Holy Spirit had been released on the day of Pentecost. I know that there's been an oppressing spirit upon our nation. I know that we have even given in to the culture of the day, and I know I say so much about it, but I'm so convinced of it that we have become a part of the culture instead of being a counterculture because it's easier for us to become a part of the culture than it is for us to change the culture. 
And so we stand in the middle of culture and we're satisfied with let this little light shine but never changing the culture. But God never called us or created us or appointed us for this season in the earth for us to just be a part of the culture. He has called us to be culture changers where that we stand up in the middle of the culture and say not so. It's not the way it's supposed to be. How many know that the culture we're living in is not the way it's supposed to be? It's not the way it's supposed to be. And it isn't easy for you to change culture. You, you've got to stand up and go against the status quo. You, you've got to rise up and say, like me or hate me, it's going to be all right. But I'm not here to give in. I'm not here to paddicate with the devil. I'm not here to coexist with hell. I'm here to change the culture in which we are living. It's going to take more than one person. It's going to take a church. It's going to take his kingdom in the earth that come to together and quit our quarrel and our bickering and fussing about stupidity that has no eternal value and say we're here for a purpose. It's not for us to get to heaven. It's for us to bring heaven into the earth and create a culture where the kingdom of God is imposed upon the earth. Amen. Amen. Now I know some people say, well, pastor, I don't know about all that. Well, I do. Amen. I'm not so excited about going to heaven as I am bringing heaven into the earth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about going, but I ain't ready to go today. Amen. Why? Because this earth is in a mess, and for us to go now would be an escape mentality. Brother Gary, everything that's in me, I believe that when we leave, we're going to undo, outdo, and every, un, everything the devil has ever done. And there's not going to be a trace of an enemy. And people are going to know who God is. It's not going to be one, I wonder if it's Buddha, Muhammad, or Krishna. No, no, no. It's not. There ain't going to be any doubt in people's minds that King Jesus lives and reigns forever. Yeah. Amen. And I'm excited about being a part of that. I'm excited about seeing our families saved and people wanting into the kingdom. I'm excited about what we're doing in the earth and what God is allowing us to do. Because he has called us and appointed us for such a time as this and we will see it again. Amen. Amen. Everything God has ever done is full circle. I know I'm just talking a little bit here today but everything God's done is full circle God never started the earth and he started all of this and then said I wonder what I'm going to do next but as a result of the amen being put on revelation started into motion in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and God started talking why? Because he had it all put into place and all into motion and then he activated it. What are you saying? I'm telling you that all things are full circle and what we see in is the fulfillment of God. The purpose of God and the plan of God is going to come to pass and God has a purpose and a plan for this last day church. And it isn't to cower down and to hunker in into to, to beautiful buildings. Thank God for beautiful buildings. But this isn't our call. This isn't our mandate. Our mandate is to change our world. And the only way we can do it is for God to do it again. 
Do it again. So I'm thankful for what God has done in my grandparents. I'm thankful for what God has done in my mom and dad. I'm thankful for what I've seen God do. Been around a couple of days now. and I've seen God do some supernatural stuff. I've seen the demonic set free. I've seen blind people see again. Deaf ears come open. I've seen the crippled leap for joy. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen families healed. I've seen sick bodies delivered. I've seen the miraculous and the supernatural as God would raise up generation after generation. I've seen a lot of things, but I'm asking God, do it again. Do it again. Do it not just for me, but do it for another generation. As yet to see the miraculous. As yet to see the supernatural. I don't want to just tell my children about the God that we serve. I want them to see the God that we serve. I don't want to just say to Jordan and Destiny, I've seen God. Do a thing. I want them to see blind eyes open. I want them to see the oppressed set free. I want to see that for your children. Because this world is midst of all the chaos and all the mess, you can get talked out of a thing. But when you see those eyes open, when you see the crippled leap for joy, when you see the oppressed that you know are demonic and tormented in their spirit set free and joy and laughter come into their heart and their eyes begin to shine again, friend, nobody can tell you any different. He's a supernatural God that does supernatural things. I just want to see him do it again. Maybe you're here today and you've seen God do a thing in your life, but you just need to see him do it again. Maybe he's been your provider, but you need to see him do it again. Maybe maybe he's your Holy Ghost baptizer, but you need to do it again. Maybe he's been the answer for you in the past, but you just need him to do it again. I believe he's still to God today. I still believe he can do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. If you say, Pastor Brian, that's me. I, I, I thank God for what he's done, but I want him to do it again. I want him to be my healer. I want him to be my provider. I, whatever it is that he is, may have done, but I want to do it again. I want your presence. I want your power. I want your Holy Spirit. You've shown me your glory, but I want to see your glory again. I want your anointing to flow again in my life. Whatever it is, this altar calls for God to do it again. Sister Melissa.